Hello, you have joined the Script Mistress for Scene 20, Nine Essential Rom-Com Elements. I am your host, Amber Bosworth, and I am way, way too, had way too much fun researching this episode. Now, if you want to stay up to date on podcasts, events, and challenges, get on my mailing list at www.thescriptmistress.com. I also have this whole episode on video at www.thescriptmistress.com forward slash scene 20 for your enjoyment, along with a completely free download that I offer for everybody, and you can find it on that page as well. Now, the February Ink to Screen Challenge is now open for registration. It starts next week. <laughs> if you are just finding my podcast, I run a monthly short screenwriting challenge where writers get five days to write a new five-page screenplay based on a prompt sent out the first day of the challenge. So nobody gets to see it. Everybody's on the same footing. Everybody gets five days once they see that prompt to write a brand new script. The winner gets $150, and every writer that submits a completed script gets detailed feedback right on their script and in a, in a complete one-page coverage or two-page coverage um, outlining where you were really strong and where maybe you need some help, some work. That's all included in just a $15 entry fee. You can check it all out at thescriptmistress.com forward slash ink to screen, the number two. So the challenge starts on Wednesday. That's the 15th, and it'll run until the 19th of February. Now, don't miss out on writing a brand new script. This is an awesome opportunity to get a new script started under your, get it under your belt. But if you do miss it, there will be a new one next month for you. So this is all for you. So now, this will be a very short and sweet um, podcast this week. So I'm really excited. Romance plus comedy equals success. How else can I put it? Screenwriters never fail to find new ways to prove romantic cliches. Opposites attract. Don't judge a book by its cover. All's fair in love and war. Head over heels in love. Anything's fair game in rom-coms. But anyone gearing up to write the next When Harry Met Sally, 51st Dates, or The Proposal must know these nine elements critical for those scripts that combine love and comedy, which I just, I am a sucker for that. I have a really good time writing in this genre. Um, and if you also enjoy writing this genre, you're really going to like these nine elements. They're not the, the, the end all be all of elements for rom-coms. These are just good things to kind of see and take a look and see if you have them in your romantic comedy. So number one, the two lovable leads. <laughs> romantic comedies hinge on one crucial element, two completely lovable characters. <laughs> By their very nature, rom-coms center around a romantic couple. And no matter the stakes, situation, or scenery, the audience has to root for those two characters. Whether it's the idiosyncratic Harry and peppy Sally, when Harry met Sally, girl boss Charlotte Field and unfiltered Fred Flarsky, long shot, or awkward Tim and bookworm Mary in About Time. The central couple provides the backbone to every great rom-com. For more guidance on writing the love interest, 
you can really kind of check out my podcast from last week uh, where I wrote, where I talked about um, getting some good, great tips in there to help get those lovable qualities to pop on, on screen. So go back to scene 19 if you haven't already. Uh, it has some good things in there to really help with your, with your love interest. Number two, a meet cute or not so cute. <laughs> Essential to the basic plot of every romantic comedy is the moment the characters meet, a.k.a. the meet-cute. This is the amusing, clever, charming, or utterly disastrous way that the two lead characters are introduced to one another. And since meet-cutes are so important to modern rom-coms, screenwriters must come up with an original interaction to serve as the genesis for their love story. Maybe it's a blind date at a pitch black restaurant that was in About Time or an 18-hour car ride to New York City when Harry met Sally. Maybe it's even an offhanded comment about a band in the office elevator, five day, 500 Days of Summer. Regardless of the meet-cute mechanics, if the two main characters don't meet, there's no story. While you could argue that not every romantic comedy has a meet-cute, and you'd be right, be very right. I would counter that all rom-coms have some kind of first meeting moment, even if that's simply the first time the audience meets the lovebirds in question. Like a big one that um, pops out for me is the proposal. Like it's already established that um, Ryan uh, Ryan Reynolds is her, is her assistant, so they've had this this interaction for a while. But we get that moment, that fun moment when he spills the coffee on himself, and then he has to hand it to her. So. You you have that interaction in, in, in a very fun way. So even if you don't, it, even if they're already established relationship in some way, business relationship or some other um, relationship, you can still have a really good like introduction. So not meet cute for the audience for us to meet them. So number three, a unique troublesome situation. The couple may take center stage, but there has to be a good, interesting reason for them to be there in the first place. In the proposal, it's the fact that Margaret basically blackmails her assistant into being her fiancé so she doesn't get deported back to Canada. In Palm Springs, it's that Niles and Sarah are the only two people stuck in an infuriating time loop. And in You've Got Mail, it's that Joe owns a bookstore threatening to put Kathleen's shop out of business. Or take the unique oddball situation in The Big Sick, in which charming Emily spends the majority of the story in a coma while uh, the comedian Kumal gets to know her parents before the relationship has even truly begun. Call it a complication, a troublesome situation, or set of intricate stakes. No matter the nomenclature, there has to be something that pushes your characters together and pulls them apart, literally or figuratively. Something that puts their relationship to the test. These are your stakes. These, this is the climax. This is the conflict. All right, number four. At least one, at least one great sidekick. <clears throat> There's a reason everyone knows which animated Disney animal sidekick they're most like. Oh, just me. <laughs> well, you know, Disney knows that they're doing what they're doing because every great rom-com requires an incredible sidekick or two. <laughs> There's unfalteringly loyal Marie and When Harry Met Sally, 
Hilarious Ula, or Always Flexing Doug in 50 First Dates, and Purple Loving Kit Kat in About Time. Your main characters must be lovable, but your side characters have to be absolutely unforgettable. Sometimes those are the characters that, I mean, unfortunately, that they may remember the most. So don't forget those sidekicks because those those are very important characters as well. Number five, super fun montage. <laughs> Cue montage music. I'm just kidding. I, I, I won't do that. <laughs> One of the components of screenwriter and producer Blake Snyder's Save the Cats beat sheet is the fun and game section, which, which provides the promise of the premise, or in other words, the essence of the movie. In romantic comedies, the fun and games equivalent is uh, what has been dubbed the super fun montage. In the super fun montage, the main characters get to know one another, spend a ton of time together, and or fall madly in love. It's when Harry spends day after day coming up with creative ways, Henry, yes, to meet Lucy on the side of the road, 51st Dates, or when Charlotte Field and Fred Flarsky are traveling around the world and asking one another colorful questions and equally colorful foreign cities, long shot. Now, this section typically comes at the beginning of Act 2, when the plot is ramping up, but the stakes still aren't too high yet. It's, as you'd expect, always super fun to do. <laughs> Number six. Oh, that's seven. Six. <laughs> A key scene. Oh, relationship in jeopardy. A key scene in every romantic comedy is the moment the core relationship is put to the test, pushed so far to the limits that everything is in jeopardy of falling apart. The main characters must might be in love, but their path to happily ever after might just end in a fiery crash. <laughs> Take Tim, who travels back in time and accidentally misses the moment when he met the love of his life in about time. Or the heartbreaking scene when Lucy basically forces Henry to help her erase him from her memory in Fifty First Dates. The screenwriter's biggest challenge is driving the core relationship right over the cliff and somehow devising a way for the main characters to escape the wreckage unscathed. No easy task, but an absolutely essential one. Really essential. Number seven, the light bulb moment. While the characters may not be struck with a new idea, per se, the moment of realization is crucial to any film in the rom-com genre. This is when Harry realizes he should be with Sally. It's the moment Mel's hand falters and she can't bring herself to sign the divorce papers in Sweet Home Alabama. It's when Pat goes running after Tiffany in Silver Linings Playbook and Cal's big impromptu speech at Robbie's graduation in Crazy Stupid Love. All right, number eight, a grand gesture or epic line. You had me at hello. As you wish. So I can kiss you anytime I want. <laughs> Though they take a variety of forms, every romantic comedy requires at least one big moment or epic line of dialogue that inevitably makes it into the movie trailer. <laughs> Imagine Cal building that windmill in the backyard to win Emily back from David Lindhagen. Crazy, stupid love. Think of Nick following Rachel onto the airplane and proposing in the aisle back in coach. Crazy, crazy rich Asians. 
Remember Harry running through the streets of New York City on New Year's Eve to profess his love for Sally? If you write a rom-com and don't include the grand gesture or incredible romantic line, did you even write a (laughs) rom-com? That's a great question. All right, number nine, the last element, happy ending. Okay, now stick with me here, happy ending. Whether the couple finally admits their feelings for each other, starts dating, gets hitched, says I do, or finds a different kind of happy ending, a happily ever after is a staple of all romantic comedies. Now, of course, of course, I know you're probably yelling at me right now. You're yelling at your phone. You're yelling out loud, scaring people around you, or you're watching this and you're shaking your finger at me. Now, of course, there are always exceptions to the rule. Like 500 Days of Summer doesn't have a strictly happy ending. Someone Great is more about a friendship than a romance. Crazy Stupid Love has an entire ensemble instead of two main characters. But screenwriters hoping to write the next unforgettable romantic comedy should keep the rules of the rom-com in our hearts intact before trying to defy the odds. So try writing that first one. Get those elements in there and see where you can play with them a little bit later after you kind of have established that. So that's it. (laughs) That's a short one this week. So those are the nine elements to help you as you write your own rom-com. Now, it, it may be a formulaic script at times, but with these elements, there are many places where you can put your own spin on things. I will have one more week of helping you write the romance movie next week, or maybe the week after, depending on if I interview for um, the winner of January, which that will be coming out this Sunday. You guys will hear the uh, the finalists for the January challenge. But anyway, next time it will be a delve into the romantic drama. A lot of those elements change from the rom-com when the tone does. So Kind of stick to that. It will be a little bit different, but really fun. So I got most of this blog. I got I found a good blog on ScreenCraft. I have it um, in the show notes on the webpage, uh, scriptmistress.com forward slash scene 20, if you want to check that out. And I've also attached a great article they also did in um, ScreenCraft, 10 films you have to watch if you're writing a romantic comedy. You know, a lot of people like to get in the right headspace when they're writing horror, um, a certain genre. They like to kind of surround themselves with that. So this is a this is a good blog um, that shows ten films that you you should watch if you're really trying to get into that romantic comedy. Now, my writing action for you guys this week. Now, I've attached this one. I've attached the free outline template to this week's episode. If you haven't downloaded it yet, go to the web episode webpage and get it for yourself. Use this template and. Brainstorm maybe a romantic comedy idea using the nine elements above. Kind of outline it in there. Put each one, maybe even just have it as a heading on the template or write it down on a piece of paper or type it out if you feel like you want to write the next romantic comedy. And being that it's February, that might not be such a bad idea. So feel free to share some of your thoughts on the Facebook page, um, Ink to Screen, that's on our Facebook page, or email me at amber at scriptmistress.com to get extra help. Again, ready to write a new script this month? I know you are. I know you want to write something, maybe not romance. If you're lone and you want to write something else, maybe a romantic horror, (laughs) 
you know, take this time, consider signing up for the next Ink to Screen screenwriting challenge. Again, you could win. You could be the next winner, $150. And I do mention the top five, um, the five finalists, including the winner, all get um, published on the website. So you'll actually have a place to send people to kind of read your work. And you get feedback. Every writer, every writer gets a feedback if they submit a script. So check it all out, thescriptmistress.com forward slash ink to screen. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and or watching me. <laughs> I truly value any feedback, all feedback. If you have any idea for a podcast that might help you down the road, you can email me at amber at thescriptmistress.com. Like and follow this show wherever you are listening. Talk soon. And until then, happy writing.